Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. One of the things that listeners have told me that they like about this podcast is its length. And at around 15 minutes per episode, it keeps them engaged with thought-provoking material to better their life before their mind begins to wander. Lots of people like the Simple Habit app for a similar reason. Many of their guided meditations can be done in just five minutes. Meditations that can help you with a specific problem in your life, such as being nervous about a big meeting at work, or dealing with a difficult relationship. In other words, Simple Habit gives you meditations that aren't about teaching you simply to meditate for the sake of meditating, or that it is good for you. Their meditations help you overcome the hurdles on the path to living a joyful and successful life. And they can be listened to anywhere, right from your smartphone. Download their free award-winning app today by visiting simplehabit.com living. And if you enjoy the app as much as I do, you can unlock thousands of more meditations at a 30% discount by being among the first 50 listeners to sign up for a premium account. Go to simplehabit.com living to take advantage of that special offer. Thank you. Today's reading was edited and adapted from A Way of Life by Sir William Osler, published in 1913. I have told you that my success philosophy for life is to live for the day only, to disregard thoughts of the future and the past. But now let us speak of the day itself. What first? Be your own day captain, and sign out with Job for any mysterious intermediary. Prepare to lay your own firm hand upon the helm. Get in touch with the finite things of the day, and grasp in full enjoyment that sense of mastery in a machine working smoothly. Join the whole of creation of animate things in a deep, heartfelt joy that you are alive, that you see the sun, that you are on this glorious earth which nature has made so beautiful and which is yours to conquer and to enjoy. Realize in the words of Browning that there's a world of opportunity for joy spread around about us, meant for us, inviting us. What are your morning sensations? For remember that they control the day. Some of us are congenitally unhappy during the early hours. But the person who feels on awakening that life is a burden or a bore has been neglecting their machine, driving it too hard, stoking the engines too much, or not cleaning out the ashes and clinkers, or they have been indulging too much in the ways of Bacchus. Make your ideals those of Socrates and Plato. A fair mind in a fair body, realizing the great truth that flesh and soul are mutually helpful. To keep the body fit, 
is a help in keeping the mind alert, and the sensations of the first few hours of the day are the best test of its normal state. The sweet tongue, the clear head, and the bright eye are the birthrights of each day. Just as the great paleontologist Professor Marsh could identify an unknown animal from a single bone, so can the day be predicted from the first waking hour. The start is everything, and to make a good start, you must feel fit. With a body that feels fresh and refreshed, you can start aright without those feelings of inertia that so often, as Goethe says, make the morning's lazy leisure usher in a useless day. To have control of your mind as a working machine, so that its action becomes almost as automatic as walking, is the end of education, and yet how rarely is it reached. However, it can be accomplished with deliberation and repose, never with hurry and worry. Concentration is the secret of successful work and study. No mind, however dull, can escape the brightness that comes from steady application. The failure to cultivate the power of peaceful concentration is the greatest single cause of failure and mental breakdown. Plato pities the person who starts at such a pace that they never reach the goal. And likewise, one of the saddest tragedies that I have seen is the wreckage of a bright career due to hurry, hustle, bustle, and tension, the human machine driven beyond the breaking point. Listen to the counsel of William James. Neither the nature nor the amount of our work is accountable for the frequency and severity of our breakdowns. Their cause lies rather in those absurd feelings of hurry and having no time, in that breathlessness and tension, that lack of inner harmony and ease, which so often accompanies our work, but of which, nine out of ten times, we should be free. Aristotle somewhere says that the person who wins out in the fight must be slow in their movements and deliberate in their speech, for by doing so, they will not be worried over the trifles which make people speak in shrill tones and rapidly move here and there. I shut and close your life in our tight compartments with the mind directed intensely upon the subject in hand, you will acquire the capacity to do more and more, and once that mental habit is established, you are safe for life. Don't worry your brains about being efficient, which when sought consciously and with effort, is just one of those elusive qualities very apt to be missed. The value of your work is never readily apparent at first sight. One day must tell another, one week certify another, one month bear witness to another of a story unfolding. Then you will acquire a habit of concentration 
that will yield a lifetime of dividends. Steady work of this kind gives a person a sane outlook on the world. No corrective is so valuable to the weariness, the fever, and the fret that are so apt to wring the hearts of the ambitious. It is the only philosophy that brings you in contact with life's real values and enables you to grasp its hidden meaning. Over the slew of despondency, past doubting castle and giant despair, with this talisman you may reach the highest mountains, and those shepherds of the mind, knowledge and experience, watchful and sincere. Some of you may think this to be a short-sighted Epicurean doctrine, no better than so sweetly sung by Horace. Happy the man and happy he alone, he who can call today his own, he who secure within can say, Tomorrow do thy worst, for I have lived today. Well, if you do, so be it. I am simply giving you a philosophy of life that I have found helpful in my work, useful in my play. Walt Whitman, whose physician I was for some years, never spoke to me much of his poems, though occasionally he would make a quotation. However, I remember late one summer afternoon, as we sat in the window of his little house in Camden there passed a group of workers whom he greeted in his usually friendly way. Then he said, Ah, the glory of the day's work, whether with hand or brain. I have tried to exalt the present and the real, to teach the average person the glory of their daily work or trade. In this way of life, each one of you may learn to drive the straight furrow and so come to the true measure of your character. So, with your mind and body in training, what remains? As the soul is died by your thoughts, let no day pass without contact with the best literature of the world, the books that have withstood the test of time and inspired the finest women and men of history. Regardless of your religious feelings, the Bible should be high on your list. Informing character and shaping conduct, its touch still has its ancient power, and you should know its beauties and its strength. Fifteen or twenty minutes, day by day, with the classics, will give you fellowship with the great minds of the human race. And little by little, as the years pass, you will extend your friendship with the immortal dead. They will give you faith in your own day. Listen while they speak to you of our ancestors. Yes, each age has its own spirit and ideas, just as it has its own manners and pleasures. And we are right to believe that ours is the best period to have lived on earth. But while change is the law, Certain great ideas flow fresh through the ages and control us just as much as in the days of Pericles. 
Humanity, it has been said, is always advancing, but the individual is always the same. The love, hope, fear, and faith that make humankind, and the elemental passions of the human heart, remain unchanged, and the secret of inspiration in any literature is the capacity to touch the chord that vibrates in a sympathy that knows neither time nor place. The quiet life in day-tight compartments will help you to bear your own and others' burdens with a light heart. Pay no heed to the pessimists who sit croaking idly by the stream. Life is a straight, plain business, and the way is clear, blazed for you by generations of strong people into whose labors you enter, and whose ideals must be your inspiration. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. Get your own private feed to our podcast with full transcripts delivered right to your smartphone by becoming our patron today. It costs less than a cup of coffee a month and will ensure the production of our podcast for years to come. Visit livinghour.org slash patron. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you next time.